Hey, my guest this week is Kat Angus of BuzzFeed Canada and the I Hate It But I Love It podcast. We're going to be talking about the fantastic movie It Follows. We're going to come back with all of that. And as well, we have a brand new sponsor. You, you want to see something really scary? You bet. It's Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death with your host, Matthew Price. Welcome back. Another amazing episode of... And I only say that because... My guests are always amazing. Another episode of Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death, as you just heard. Um, as always, I'm going to get to our guest and the uh, film that she gave me that uh, I'm very angry about. Uh, it was it's very frightening, and and I I'm I'm okay, but just barely. Uh, uh, but before I do that, we we do have a brand new sponsor. So I did want to say uh, we are sponsored this week by the House at Night. The House at Night. You know, you're in bed and you hear the noises. There could be other people there. Your partner could be in the bed beside you. It doesn't really matter. Somehow it's just about you at that moment. And the and the weird, and I know it's just the house expanding or contracting or whatever it does in the night, but it doesn't. I think there's things and I have no way to prove it, but it is frightening. So thank you to the house at night for sponsoring us. And thank you to... Cat Angus. Hello. Hello. Thank you for coming. <laughs> did, did I win? Did I win the podcast by choosing this movie? Well, I don't want to. I mean, I have other guests, uh-huh. and I don't want to. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. sure. I, sure, you won. They did not choose a scarier movie than Was I that did. important to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what movie did you choose? I chose It Follows, which yeah. is the scariest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, good. And it's also my second favorite movie of all time. <laughs> okay. And are you a horror movie person? I love horror movies. Okay. Uh, I think they're so brilliant. They're allowed to do such tell such weird stories in interesting ways that other movies can't. And also, as an anxious person, I find that horror movies help alleviate my anxiety somewhat, where because I'm watching a horror movie, I'm anxious, but I can... I can figure out why I'm anxious rather than like, oh, I don't feel good. It could be literally anything that's making me feel that way. Whereas when I watch a horror movie, I'm like, why am I nervous? Oh, there is an unstoppable monster oh, okay. coming at any point. So, Got it. Okay. So sharp pain is better than dull pain. Yeah, is what you're bit, saying. Yes. yeah, yeah. There's this, a bit of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if I just really jam this in, then I'll know why my arm is. If aches. I jam it here, then I don't feel pain anywhere else. Right, right. Yeah, there's, yeah, okay. And, and, uh, where did you, what is your, we'll talk about the movie, but what is your experience? Where did you see this first? Uh, I first saw it at the Scotiabank Theater in Toronto. I yeah. went by myself. Ooh, good. Uh, I love going to movies did, by myself. Did you know what this was? I knew what it was, but I had, and I'd heard such good things about it, but I was absolutely not prepared for how scary it was going to be. Like my fight or flight re- uh, response just went off throughout this entire film and like had to actively make, like, like in my head, there was a voice being like, maybe you just have to go up to go to the bathroom right now. Maybe you don't need to be in this theater anymore. <laughs> and I was just like, and I had to be like, it's just a movie. Nothing is coming for you. It's going to be fine. Do you start like feeling your hands and stuff? Oh, like, yeah. oh, my hands are here I'm, on the seat. Oh, I've never been more uncomfortable in my life and I loved it. Are you a jumper? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Uh, side note, I watched, last night I rewatched uh, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Yes. And there's a moment when the cat falls into the water and I actually jumped on the couch and went, oh, and my boyfriend <laughs> laughed for about 10 minutes straight. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's the whole reason that I even wanted to do this show mm-hmm. is because I also am a jumper mm-hmm. and people laugh and then I would feel deeply ashamed of myself for like <laughs> and I, that was the feeling i didn't like about horror films was the feeling like i was being teased ah. and so yeah that's a big thing of like really being so in it 
But there aren't many jump scares in It Follows. No, it's all dread, It's right? all an anxiety dream, the entire film. Yeah. Do you think it is like a dream for you? I think very much so. And I think that it's very much... On, I think it's on purpose. Yeah. Because uh, this is a movie that doesn't take place in any particular time. Yeah. Um, and the, there are things like... The, uh, the speed at which this monster travels is sort of inconsistent. A hundred percent inconsistent. Very oh, inconsistent. so that's interesting. And so, I think that's on purpose where like in a dream, yeah, you'd be like, but I drove for like three hours. How did you just get here? Well, it's because it's an anxiety dream and it's just there. <laughs> like, that's so interesting. Yeah. That's so completely, I think the problems people had with it I think, are around it, quote, breaking I, its internal rules, right? right? And I think, the, I think the problems people have with it, I, I understand, but I think is sort of missing the point of the movie. Okay. Where, and it's in, within the last lines of the film, which is the point isn't how this thing works. It's that no matter how far you go, it is coming. It will find you. It's going yeah. to come. You are going to die. And, and that's the worst part, that you know that it's going to come and you don't know when. Do you... So, okay. So let's... Why don't we back up a okay. minute? What is the... Because people have all been told that this was the movie we were going to talk about. So, okay. So they, in theory, have all seen it. So we always can talk about the whole movie. So right. what is the story the, of It Follows? So uh, there is a young girl named Jay, and she is just starting to date a young man. And so they have sex. And then it is revealed that... He has basically passed on to her sort of a supernatural STD, <laughs> where now that uh, he's slept with her, there is this creature that is going to walk slowly towards her at all times. And it can look like different people. It can look like strangers or people she knows. Yep. But if it catches her, it will kill her. And only she can see it. Right? O- uh, only she can only see it. Only anyone who has the curse. Right. Yeah. Uh, now she can pass on the curse to somebody else by having sex with them. Right. But if the monster catches them, then it's going to immediately start coming after her. So really, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And I think the biggest sort of thing in the initial like reaction to the movie was that it was all about how it is a, a ghost STD, that's, right? Yeah. That, it seems like, oh, okay, it's just like an anti-sex movie, and that's not at all what this movie is about. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, that's such a very basic like uh, surface analysis of this film. Yeah. Is it... Why do you think it affected you so badly? Uh, because I think... Because at any point in the movie, when nothing is happening, it is terrifying because you know it could be there. Okay. And, and like, it, it's such a smart movie because it gives the audience credit for just sort of catching on to things without telling you. Um, so there's this great scene where she, it's uh, she and another guy, they're trying to track down this guy who has given her, who has, uh, given her this... STD, I guess. And so this, the camera just goes in this 360 spin as you watch them sort of getting some information and then it, the camera pans and out the window, you see someone so in the distance walking towards it and the camera doesn't stop, flips around, right. shows them still there and then flips around and that person's a little bit closer. And what I love about that is that where that thing started from walking, there was a wall right behind it. Did it just spawn out of nowhere? It just, <laughs> like it's, yeah. But it, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say, like, wasn't that weird? That it's just you, part of you, you just sort of sense, like, something wasn't right about how that yeah. happened. Yeah. And, there, and back to that thing about it being very dreamlike. Yes. And like, where the rules don't even the really matter. The rules don't quite apply. Yeah. And you can't really get a sense of where you are. And this is a film, like, there are... Cor- like f- 
phones with cords, but then there are sort of like e-readers, and there are really old cars that look brand new, but stainless steel appliances with ice machines in them. Right. Like this, and they don't pay attention, like draw attention to it, but the whole no, time. No, and in fact, like she has a weird little e-reader thing that's futuristic and weird and yeah. looks like a compact. Yeah. That nobody that doesn't that, exist. It doesn't exist. That does not exist, right? Yeah. And like. It doesn't even take place in a season. In the first season, she's swimming, but then the people are wearing heavy coats. Sometimes there's no leaves on the trees, and then the next scene, it's green everywhere. And they don't draw attention to it, but some part of you just goes, something is wrong here. Yeah. And it's not. And even before the monster shows up, you're like, oh. It's a movie that likes to juxtapose weird things. Like the girl right at the begin, the opening scene, where she runs out wearing very casual clothes, but... Uh, like stiletto heels that she's running in. Yeah. And it's you're supposed and you're going like, well that's why would you do that? And you're like, oh okay, this is a movie that's gonna make me feel like something's wrong. Yeah, all the yeah, time. yeah. And I just uh like not, not scenes where nothing happens. She's just lying in the hospital and I'm like, get out of right, bed. Right, get they're out coming. Of bed. It's still coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there it's it is so it's funny because that absolutely so the first time I saw it, I think I was in the first camp of like, oh, this is scary and it's got some like there's some, uh, I think stylistically what jumps out at first is that they're going back to an older style of mm-hmm. sort of Halloween style horror yeah. where it's... Especially with that soundtrack, which is Soundtrack brilliant. is bonkers. It's very reminiscent of sort of late 70s horror, but also just the fact that like they put cameras on tripods and do pans yeah. and things that, you know, movies don't really don't, do anymore. Yeah. Everything would be gimbaled and kind of like moving mm-hmm. through space and very fluid. And this is all like... You know, the camera is a stationary object and it moves when it needs yeah. to. And It yeah. might be on some wheels moving back, yeah. but that's yeah. about but it. It's, but it's like this very classical approach to mm-hmm. making a film that like, so you stylistically, you think of these other like slasher yeah. type films. And then you see like modern things show up and you're like, and yeah. part of your brain yeah. just goes like, oh, okay. But also like to go to that thing of a dream. So it, on initial, I didn't get that. Yeah. I absolutely didn't get it. And so those inconsistencies around well, I don't understand. Why don't they just get on a plane? It would take six <laughs> years for the thing to get there. Like, that's not a dream, that, right? That is a complaint that I've heard from a lot of people. Even if aside from a dream, if, like even if you don't think that this movie's supposed to be like a dream, there's one line that I think explains away a lot of the logic problems people have, which is the guy says, it's slow, but it's not stupid. Yeah. Like, it, they're, like they're playing at the end to get rid, like to kill it. It walks in and immediately knows what they're trying right, to do. Like right. it's not an idiot. It defeats the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and so I think and I think even the director was like, it knows how to get on a plane. Like it's not yeah. it's not or like whatever, fine. It has to walk across the ocean, but it'll yeah, get there. Yeah. And the other thing that threw me out, but I think plays more into this idea of it being a dream, is that it's it's not a ghost exactly, but it has corporeal mm-hmm. they can hang things on it and whack it. Yeah, like it's an invisible it, to it, most people, right. but it's there. But it's there. Yeah. And so in the first viewing, I was like, well, that like takes the tension out because then if it's there, it, you, they could hurt it or they could put it in a box and trap it and it wouldn't right. get out. But, but, but especially watching it the second time, there was much more of like the, the word I used at the time, you captured it perfectly by saying, look, it has dream logic. But it really like, I thought, well, there's kind of like a David Lynch thing going yeah. on here with this where it doesn't have to make linear logic it really is emotionally logical yes in a way that yeah cool. this is movie is about what it makes you feel not what it really makes you think about yeah. what's happening yeah. and because it just wants to make you feel uncomfortable for 90 minutes or however long it is and i have never felt more uncomfortable with a movie and this is one of the few movies that's 
stuck with me for days after I saw it. Were you like, did you have trouble sleeping? Or the first night I think I did. Yeah. And I heard my cat like rummaging around. I'm like, and it's over. <laughs> this is it. It's happening. And we're done. <laughs> uh, Hello, mom. <laughs> Click. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it took like a few days for me to not yeah. be thinking about this movie. And even the second, I, second time I saw it. I, it was a f- couple days, and I think this time, this last time that I watched it for this podcast was the first time where I was, like, fine going to sleep. So there's nothing about it that's scary in the sense of, like, because I think the obvious thing would say would be to say, well, it's scary because it plays around trust issues, and, you know, you take, you find, you meet somebody, and they present themselves one way, and then they're lying to you, right? right? And that that's what I think people, especially people who would assume about a, a woman reacting to it, that that's... Is I, that a part of what sort of gets to you, really or it's not? That actually really did not play into yeah. it for me at all, because uh, I don't trust anybody. You're not telling me anything new. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you're, no. you're one tough cookie, oh, sister. I am just an <laughs> ice, ice woman. Uh, no, uh, what I like about this film is that it... You're the warmest human being I know. Let's start there. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it plays with your expectations. Yeah. And so the scariest scene in the film for me is... Uh, pretty like they're in their house she has seen it and she has run up to her room and locked herself in her room and uh so she lets two people in but then closes the door and you hear a knock and you're thinking don't open the door it's behind it's right Right, there right and then you hear the 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 third friend saying no no it's me and you're thinking don't open the door it's going to be right there with her and then you open the door and it's not there and you're like Oh, and for a split second, you drop your, you're like, yeah. maybe this, maybe it's just not, go, not coming right now. And then the tallest man with no eyes comes right, out yeah, of the into dark, the door. Yeah. And he's too tall and he has to duck under yeah. the door frame, which somehow makes it even more unsettling. He is frightening. Yeah. He's yeah. frightening and yeah. he's too big. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, that was the scene in the movie theater where I was like, maybe I have to go to the bathroom <laughs> right now. So that giant guy. Oh, he's so terrifying. With the no eyes. He is yeah. really terrifying, yeah. right? Um, and and there, he has maybe three seconds of screen time in this entire film, and he's the most yeah, important, like the yeah. scariest thing in it. But they are really good at picking who the avatars of this thing oh, are, right? absolutely. Like the old woman, the first one. Is perfect, because yeah. she's a person that, in that setting... Other people should be noticing, and yeah. that's what sets Jay. Because she looks like she wandered away from the nursing home. Yes. Like she's wearing slippers and and like yeah, Jay's un- like a little unsettled. But then she sort of slowly realizes nobody is paying attention to this woman, and they right. should. Right, and that's how she knows that it's coming. Yeah, there. I I don't know if your experience of this is, but from growing up, I I think that old people. Are actually, especially to younger people, are have there's an element that's frightening about them. Well, yeah, because they're about how death comes for us all, Matt. <laughs> what? <laughs> this too shall pass. I can't believe I've been doing this show for so long and no one, no one told me. I, oh God, no. But there's something. It's not even about death. I think, but there's something like old people are so when they're when they get very old and they're quite impaired. They're they're. They don't seem like they're reacting the way human beings react yeah, to stuff. Yeah, their reactions are a little bit slower. Yeah. And maybe not even that much slower, but just enough that you sort of feel it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And is there a horror movie that can be incredibly effective. Yeah, and like, I can't imagine that there isn't like a whole genre, a whole sort of like cadre of people who have like been to visit a relative in a nursing home that doesn't, don't have like traumatic ex- like memories of that. I think that's a thing. It isn't must that, be a like, thing, right? People don't like hospitals. I don't think, be, I think there yeah, are people who don't yeah. like But no one's, made a, no one's made nursing home horror. Maybe that's... Oh. <laughs> somebody should... That's gotta happen. Yeah. Like... 
Yeah, like a horror <laughs> version of Cocoon or something. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Where they get strong, but also weirdly mean. <laughs> oh, they touch that alien egg. Uh. Oh, but like, it's the movie is so good with how much credit it gives you for figuring things out. Like the girl in the opening scene, in the yeah. opening, they don't, they never tell you who she is, but then you just see her in a photo with somebody. And you're right. like, oh, okay, I can sort of figure that out. Or yeah. um, at the end when they're in the pool and it comes in and her sister says, who, what, who does it look like? And, and Jay she's says, like, I don't want to tell you. And, and, you, you, and you've never seen the dad. The dad. He's maybe been in photos in the background. Right. But you just go like, oh, oh that's it, their dad. Yeah. And like you've sort of got, like throughout the movie, you see that her mom is kind of a day drinker. And you're like, and you hear like that family's a mess. And you go, something happened to these guys a yeah. while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Like and the movie never says that to you, never tells you that. No, that's you, right. And like it, it gives you the audience credit for understanding what it's telling you. And so if it's a dream, whose dream is it? Do you oh. Think? Is it Jay's? It's gotta be Jay's. You think right? Jay's She's dream? the one running from everything. Yeah. <laughs> but then it but then part of it so that uh, so then that means that Maybe all of that other stuff about her family is also like just part of the dream. Maybe. Maybe maybe, maybe she's nothing like maybe that. Maybe she's right? just really scared for her first date with this new guy. Yeah. <laughs> and her, there you psych- go. her yeah. psyche's just like, your dad's dead. <laughs> this guy's going to give you something that's going to murder you. And then she yeah. wakes up and she's just like, I don't think we should go out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then this is all just her retribution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this movie was based on the director basically having an anxiety dream about an unstoppable force coming for him. And oh, he, wow. And he woke up and was like, oh, I should write something about that. Yeah, so yeah. definitely ha- the dream aspect plays a really big part in the whole film. Yeah, and it really strengthens the fact so like that any whatever problems, logical problems, are really not problems at all. Well, They're and like, whatever. Oh, I'll just get on a plane. Well, do you just hate liking stuff? Like, you can just like things. Like, <laughs> you don't have to pick. Well, that is, and you know, I'm the, I'm that the is master- the entire premise of your podcast. So I am a, No, I'm a master <laughs> nitpicker. I love it more than anything. But like, this is not, there are some movies where I'm just like, no, you know what? I just really like this movie. And yeah. people are just like, but what about, I'm like, no, you shut your mouth. I liked <laughs> this movie. I know exactly what you're going to say. It's how I feel. And I talked about this on my podcast. The movie movie signs so many problems with that movie <laughs> and i love it anyway yeah <laughs> and uh and i'm assuming you've seen uh jeff who lives at home i have seen jeff who yeah lives because at home. that really redeems signs <laughs> okay he loves signs in the movie oh, and he does talks he? About, yeah oh, i've not seen that movie in a long time oh yeah he loves signs and he talks about why it makes logical sense and it's all about <laughs> yes absolutely it doesn't make any logical sense, but I don't care. <laughs> no, because it's wonderful, and it's too bad about Mel Gibson. It really is. Uh, it's so terrible. Yeah. Um, do you do you feel like so if you do to keep on this track of like that it's a dream and mm-hmm. that so then the movie in essence it's a, it's a red herring to say that it's trying to say things about men and women and or, I don't think or, that it is. I think yeah. I think that a lot of horror movies use sex as sort of a way to tell their stories yeah and i think it's just sort of paying homage to that and then it's like but that's not really what our film is about yeah and but do you think that's why people misinterpret it well possibly but also like you say to somebody you have sex with somebody and then a monster comes after you you're for like it's an understandable first reaction yeah but if you see them it's just if you see the movie you just realize how much more than more it's about yeah yeah for me it's the my wife would come after me. Uh, she, she doesn't care for that when I have the sex with other people. 
Well, I mean, if you're, if that's you're, why I if you're telling, infected with a ghost STD, you should have sex with some other people before I, having sex with your wife. Yes, that's probably true. It's also why I just I stopped telling her. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Poor Mrs. Matt. <laughs> oh, she's going to get a kick out of being called Mrs. Matt. That's going to be... Or Ms. Matt. I don't want to make no, any judgment. either way, it's not good. <laughs> I uh, just don't know her name. I'm sorry. <laughs> She knows her name. I'm not going to out her on this podcast. All right. It's fine. We'll get we'll get there. Um, do you have you been back to see? So you watched it again last night. I've, had you had you seen it a bunch? Uh, I've seen it three times now. Once okay. in the theater, once at home, and then or tw- and then twice at home. Yeah. Uh, this third time was a lot easier. Yeah. Because okay. uh, every light in my house was on. <laughs> And then I also... And you were, like, doing it academically. I was doing it academically. I was uh, taking notes. Sure. Be very erudite. I notice you have no notes with you, but that's okay. uh, They're on my phone. Oh, they really are. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Real notes. Got a whole bunch of notes. Look at that. (laughs) Uh, And then... uh, But then also in my head, I had to be like, I know when it is going to show up. Right. (laughs) So I That really helps. It really helps. Yeah. (laughs) The second time it didn't help as much because the scenes still scare the hell out of me. Yeah. And, oh, that tall eyeless man is the scariest monster I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, it's there's something. It's a great. I mean, first of all, the actor himself is so strange looking. Very strange looking. Yeah. It's kind of like there's a guy that plays, uh, he played the monster in Mama. And he's he's this. He's oh, this, I never saw Mama. He's this Spanish guy who's like six foot nine and super skinny. And oh, he played the he played the the monster at the end of Wreck, which witch. I also never saw. Okay, that is a really terrifying movie okay. too. And it is just literally. I mean, there's tons of makeup on him, but it's also like that dude looks like an alien. He's a weird shaped human. Right. And that puts you off of like. What no, their head doesn't connect like that. What's that going on? Where's why are his shoulders sideways? That's right. not good. You know, yeah, yeah. It's a sense of just like something is messed up Something's in a way up. that I can't explain. Yeah. Yeah. And with other horror movies, it always feels like, yeah, there's like moments where like something scary's happening. Okay, now we're now good. Now we'll rest. Now we'll yeah. rest. Everything's fine for a while. And this movie is like, we can rest, but it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 other movies are like he would have to find out where we are or it's like this thing already knows where you are. Well, it's true too cuz mostly in movies where dreams are a part of the movie, there's parts of the movie where the person is awake. Yes. And yeah. so like Freddy Krueger just Yeah, okay. so you're like I'll hold off. I'll I'll survive until the dream ends and then we'll be in the quote real world yes. and, they and then can't it'll get be fine. Me. This never goes there. You're never not in the you're dream. You're never right? not in the dream. Yeah. For all just... we know this person's in a coma. Oh, they never God. wake up. That would suck. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with, there is such a thing, I know about it because of Louis Prima, there is such a thing as a quote-unquote waking coma where you're in a coma, but apparently you can see and hear everything? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had heard that uh, <laughs> that Emily V. Gordon, who is Kumail Nanjiani's yeah. wife, and their movie The Big Sick is about how she was in a medically induced coma, yeah. and she's like, she wasn't like fully awake, but was very aware of the passage of time. Yeah. And like at some point like thought that she was okay and like Kumail was the one that was sick. Like Yeah, because she, she was like trapped in there. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, I don't uh, like that at that's all. That's no good. No. <laughs> I feel like that it would be like when when you have like the flu or a fever and you take uh like you take like NyQuil and you have those dreams that like just seem to last forever. Like forever. Yeah. Yeah. God. And it's also that um I know, like, in my own life, um, having taken some SSRIs and things like that mm-hmm. to help myself with stuff, sometimes that induces incredibly powerful weird dreams that you stay with and, like, that are hard to shake. Oh. And, and uh, it's, yeah, it's it's worse. Like, it's way more like, oh, my brain wants to show me a movie right now. That's, 
I don't want to watch a movie. Yeah, anxiety <laughs> dreams are no good, especially if they last forever. Yeah. Uh, I had one the other day where Daniel Radcliffe was taking me to the airport and I couldn't find my luggage or figure out how to check oh, in. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> oh, why won't this machine spit out my boarding pass? Yeah, yeah and then, yeah, and then yeah. finally I got my ticket and I was like, where's my luggage? And Daniel Radcliffe was like, I left it at home. And I was like, <laughs> more like Daniel Crapcliffe. Right? Oh, yeah, boom. Yeah, boom. Yeah. Good. Nicely done. Right? Uh, oh, he, he was wrecked in that dream version of him. <laughs> wrecked. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I feel like we've covered this well. Yeah, disclaimer, real life Daniel Radcliffe has no idea who I no, am. No, but you know, you can always hope. You can dream. Um, tell me about I Hate It But I Love It. Uh, I Hate It But I Love It is my podcast that I host with the wonderful and hilarious Jocelyn Getty. And each week we talk about either a movie or a TV show that we love and hate simultaneously. So we've talked about uh, Love Actually. Yes. We've talked about Signs. Right. Uh, we've talked about... Um, my, the, uh, my favorite movie. <laughs> Guess which one. Oh, no. My favorite Is movie. it Prometheus? No. Although I do like Prometheus. <laughs> Was it Garden State? No. Keep going. <laughs> oh, God, what did we do? Speed Jupiter Racer. Jupiter's... Oh, Speed Racer. Speed Racer. Oh, that movie. I lost the will to live during that. It's the greatest movie. It's ever. not. You're it, incorrect. Oh, <laughs> I would agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> anyway, it is wonderful. Uh, and where can people find it? Uh, they can go to hatelovepodcast.com or just look up I Hate It But I Love It on wherever you find your podcasts. Excellent. Right yeah. on. It's an awesome podcast. You should, you, you're welcome on it anytime. You tell me when and where to show up. All right. And I am there. Done. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> and we'll pick something great. Uh, we're not doing Speed Racer no, again. No, you've done it. I, you don't have to do it again. We'll talk about something else. Uh, and as always, you can find us on modernsuperior.com. You can please uh, click that. Please, I'm begging. No, I'm not begging. But click that Patreon button. Help us out. We really appreciate it. It helps us keep everything going and uh, get hosted and all that good stuff. And uh, bonus content shows up there, and uh, you get access to our Slack channel and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so do that. Leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you again for uh, joining us. We'll be back with another scary movie at some point. And... Uh, signing off. This episode has been brought to you by the Modern Superior Podcast Network. 